Chapter 41 of The Art of Travel. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kate McKenzie. The Art of Travel by Sir Francis Galton. Chapter 41 Metals. Fuel for Forge. Dry fuel gives out far more heat than that which is damp. As a comparison of the heating powers of different sorts of fuel, it may be reckoned that one pound of dry charcoal will raise seventy-three pounds of water from freezing to boiling, one pound of pit coal about sixty pounds, and one pound of peat about thirty pounds. Some kinds of manure fuel give intense heat and are excellent for blacksmith's purposes. That of goats and sheep is the best. Camel's dung is next best, but is not nearly so good. Then that of oxen the dung of horses is of little use except as tinder in lighting a fire bellows it is of no use attempting to do blacksmith's work if you have not a pair of bellows these can be made of a single goatskin of sufficient power in skilful hands to raise small bars of iron to a welding heat the goat's head is cut off close under the chin his legs at the knee joint and a slit is made between the hind legs, through which the carcass is entirely extracted. After dressing the hide, two strongish pieces of wood are sewn along the slit, one at each side, just like the ironwork on each side of the mouth of a carpet-bag, and for the same purpose, that is, to strengthen it. A nozzle is inserted at the neck. To use this apparatus, its mouth is opened and pulled out, then it is suddenly shut, by which means the bellows are made to enclose a bagful of air. This, by pushing the mouth flat home, is ejected through the nozzle. These bellows require no valve, and are the simplest that can be made. They are in use throughout India. The nozzle or tube to convey the blast may be made of a plaster of clay or loam mixed with grass and moulded round a smooth pole. Metals to work iron ore is more easily reduced than the ore of any other metal it is usually sufficient to throw the ore into a charcoal fire and keep it there for a day or more when the pure metal will begin to appear welding composition for iron or steel is made of borax ten parts sal ammoniac one part to be melted run out on an iron plate and when cold pounded for use cast steel a mixture of one hundred parts of soft iron and two of lump soot melts as easily as ordinary steel, more easily than iron. This is a ready way of making cast steel when great heat cannot be obtained. Case hardening is the name given to a simple process by which the outside of iron may be turned into steel. Small tools, fish hooks and keys, etc., are usually made of iron. They are fashioned first and case hardened afterwards there are good reasons for this first because it is the cheapest way of making them and secondly because while steel is hard iron is tough and anything made of iron and coated with steel combines some of the advantages of both metals the civilized method of case hardening is to brighten up the iron and to cover it with prussiate of potash either powdered or made into a paste the iron is then heated until the prussiate of potash has burned away. This operation is repeated three or four times. Finally, the iron, now covered with a thin layer of steel, is hardened by quenching it in water. In default of prussiate of potash, 
Animal or even vegetable charcoal may be used, but the latter is a very imperfect substitute. To make animal charcoal, take a scrap of leather, hide, hoof, horn, flesh, blood, anything in fact that has animal matter in it. Dry it into hard chips like charcoal before a fire and powder it. Put the iron that is to be case-hardened with some of this charcoal round it into the midst of a lump of loam. This is first placed near the fire to harden and then quite into it, where it should be allowed to slowly attain a blood-red heat, but no higher. Then break open the lump, take out the iron and drop it into water to harden. Lead is very useful to a traveller for he always has bullets, which furnish the supply of the metal, and it is so fusible that he can readily melt and cast it into any required shape, using wood or paper partly buried in the earth for his mould. If a small portion of the lead remain unmelted in the ladle, the fluid is sure not to burn the mould. By attending to this, a wooden mould may be used scores of times. Figure 1 in the printed edition of this book shows how to cast a leaden plate, which would be useful for inscriptions for notices to other parties. If minced into squares, it would make a substitute for slugs. The figure represents two flat pieces of wood, enclosing a folded piece of paper, and partly buried in the earth the lead is to be poured into the paper. To make a mould for a pencil, or a rod which may be cut into short lengths for slugs, roll up a piece of paper as shown in figure two of the printed edition, and bury it in the earth. Reeds, when they are to be obtained, make a stronger mould than paper. To cast a lamp, a bottle, or other hollow article, use a cylinder of paper buried in the ground as in figure three of the printed edition, and hold a stick fast in the middle while the lead is poured round. Loose, shaky articles often admit of being set to rights by warming the joints and pouring a little melted lead into the cracks. Tin. Solder for tin plates is made of one or two parts of tin and one of lead. Before soldering, the surfaces must be quite bright and close together, and the contact of air must be excluded during the operation, else the heat will tarnish the surface and prevent the adhesion of the solder. The borax and resin commonly in use affect this. The best plan is to clean the surfaces with muriatic acid saturated with tin. This method is invariably adopted by watchmakers and opticians who never use borax and resin. The point of the soldering tool must be filed bright. Copper to tin. Clean the copper well with sandstone. Heat it and rub it with sal ammoniac till it is quite clean and bright. The tin with some powdered resin is now placed on the copper which is made so hot as to melt the tin and allow it to be spread over the surface with a bit of rag. A very little tin is used in this way. It is said that a piece as big as a pea would tin a large saucepan, which is at the rate of 20 grains of tin to a square foot of copper. End of chapter 41